It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. What's going on, Player Profiler Faithful? Welcome to the latest episode of The Trade Gods. I am one of your co-hosts, Matty Kewum, and I am joined by my fellow Trade God brethren, Jason Allwine. What's going on, Jay? What is up, man? I am ready to talk trades. I'm ready to chop it up. I'm ready to talk about whatever we're going to talk about tonight. Um, I'm glad to be back. Glad to be back, just me and you. You know, we've had some guests the past few weeks, and it's just me and you, my pet, my friend. We right, we've been having on the guests, and ooh, let me hit y'all with a, t- a teaser right now, boy. Oh boy, do we have a big guest next week? So absolutely, oh, yeah. get ready for a banger one week from today. But you don't have to wait for a week because tonight we have a absolutely guaranteed grade A banger episode. Jason's taking me to trade court, and I am here to defend or persecute some of our traders that we found on the trade finder uh, tool on playerprofile.com. And obviously we got some buys and some sells and we are here drinking a little bit of brouhaha's because the trade gods are having a boys night. No guest, no one's around, just a couple of mano y mano broing out on a great Thursday night. So let's get into it. So we scoured the trade finder on playerprofile.com. We looked up and down. And we found three trades. And guess what I'm going to do? So I am taking the role of the lawyer. I'm taking a side of the, the plaintiff or the defendant. And I'm going to argue for or against. And then I have my judge here, my main man, Jason. Yeah, He's going to lay down the law on whoever loses this trade. So without further ado, ladies and gents, let's step right on into the trade court. All rise for the honorable trade gods. All right, so the first trade on tonight's list. They get better and better as go. The first one, Team A is receiving Rashad White. Team B is receiving Darren Waller. So I am taking the role of the the persecutor working for the plaintiff, correct? That's how we're doing this, right? That's That's the law talk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the the law. Let's go. So, Rashad White, he's running back 13 on playerprofile.com in our Dynasty ranks. Even though he wasn't all that efficient in 2022. 3.6 true yards per carry, 4.3 yards per touch. He was 35th in yards created per touch. But he showed that he can catch the ball. He was 11th in receptions at the running back position. He was pretty good out of the backfield, and he only scored three touchdowns. That number 
is going to go up. Mm-hmm. There's no Lenny. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay hasn't brought anybody in town. They've only brought in Chase Edmonds. So you know the volume has to increase. They can't just give the ball to Chase Edmonds. They're not going to use high-end draft capital. Rashad White is the guy. I know the offense is going to take a massive step back. That's the only thing you can do when you go from Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield. But it doesn't matter because what do we always say about the running backs? We want volume. We want chances. He's going to get the goal line carries. He's going to get a lot of the third down work. He is going to be a massive volume getter in Tampa Bay. And let me talk about Darren Waller. (laughs) Darren Waller. Darren Waller, he was just dealt to the New York Giants, which you could argue was good for his his value. He's probably the number one pass catcher in New York as of right now. But he's only tight end 12 on our player profile at Dynasty Ranks. And over the past two seasons, so since 2020, he's only played in 20 total games. So he's often injured. So here I stand for you, Judge, that the Rashad Whiteside won this handily. Darren Waller, you don't even want this guy. So I present you, Judge, Team A won this with flying colors. And I, I hear your case. Prosecution, you may rest. <laughs> uh, and I think I might have to rule in favor of that as well. I think Team B, if you could please step forward to the stand. Uh, I don't know why you'd be trading such a young stud running back for an aging tight end. I know that you might be attached to days past of Darren Waller. However, however, I must give you the first trade ankle monitor of the night. And for the next football season you must consult the trade gods before sending out another trade okay i think that's fair so yeah. you are in lockdown but you're not you're not you're not a lost cause you just have to present your next happening to the trade gods yeah okay yeah. that's a fair punishment for the, for the whole season you know you you're not making any trades like you're you're <laughs> you're done yourself you... <laughs> okay okay so where would you say how bad was this trade like massively in the Rashad White favor? Do you think it was close? What did you think overall? I mean, I would say I'm, I'm not even like necessarily like crazy high on Rashad White for next year. I see the points and I like it. Mm-hmm. I, I do think he has, you know, the efficiency metrics kind of going against him. Uh, but I mean, I, I don't really want to take the risk on Darren Waller, I, like really at all. So, I mean, I know he could hit the ceiling and maybe play a full season, but I, it's it just, it, it's not that exciting to me. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I would rather have Rashad White. And I mean, you, you know, you just take the running, you take the young running back in a dynasty league and you're happy with that. You can find Darren Waller production more than likely somewhere else. I'm, and honestly, like, you know, I argued the Rashad White side. I'm not all that super high on Rashad White's value. I'm not opposed to selling. I just think that this return was super light. And on the flip side, I'm also really not opposed to buying Darren Waller. He, like I said, going into training camp, he's, probably the primary pass catcher for for Danny Jones, but you could probably get him a whole lot less than a top 15 running back in Dynasty. A lot less. So, you know, it wasn't a good idea. And and our boy John in the chat, it's prosecutor, not persecutor. Someone's watched more Law & Order than I have. So, John, thank you very much for that. So it's prosecutor, not persecutor. But (laughs) for the trade gods trade court, maybe it is persecutor. Was better. It's more like intense, right? I think. I don't know. Make a case because that's what I was in the mode for tonight. Was making a case. Speaking yeah. of a case, Judge, we have our second cha- cha- trade. May I present to you? Yes, please. 
Trade number two is Team A is acquiring Jahan Dotson in a 2023 round one. It is the 11th pick in round one, and they are giving away Drake London to do this, okay? So I am taking the side of the defendant defending. Wait, no. The defender defending defendant. John, check me on that again. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. way, here we the go. Defendant. The, the defendant. The defense. I am helping the defense. The defendant. <laughs> I am the defense. So, Johan Dotson in the round one, 11 pick in the first round. It's not bad because we are talking about a 12-team super flex league. Johan Dotson in the player profile ranks. He ranks at a wide receiver 33. He was eighth in target premium and sixth in production premium. So, the kid was a baller. There was no doubt about it that Jahan Dotson has a future in the NFL. Matter of fact, he had a 2.14 fantasy points per target. That was the sixth highest amongst qualified wide receivers. The 111, let's break it down and call it what it probably is. Okay, Mm -hmm. right now it's a pick. But in one month's time, it's probably going to be the wide receiver 4 or 5 or maybe the running back 4 or 5 in Superflex. It's going to be... It's going to be fine. Yeah. But it's not going to be as exciting as it is right now. You know what is going to be exciting? Drizzy Drake London. Drizzy Drake London, wide receiver from the Atlanta Falcons, is the wide receiver 11 on our player profiler ranks here, right here, right now. And why is that? You might be asking Judge. Well, it's because Drake London showed that even in a subpar offense, even with a mediocre quarterback, he was an absolute alpha wide receiver. He had a 32.4% target rate. That was the second most in the NFL. He had a 2.40. Let me hear that back. Judge and jury, 2.40. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yards per route run. That was 11th best. In the NFL. And a 2.09 yards per team pass attempt. That was top 16 in the league. And with his new quarterback. The quarterback going into 2023 perceivably. That's a word, right, Judge? Perceivably, yeah. I think so. That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> Desmond Ritter. He played four games last year with Drake London. And in those four games, Drake London, although it was no it was no he didn't explode, he didn't break out in a way that said everybody look at him, look at him. He still averaged 13.6 points a fantasy game, which is more than the yearly average in the 12 games that Johan Dotson played in 2022. So imagine if Desmond Ritter takes a second year leap. Or judge close your eyes. Imagine we see in the news tomorrow, trade accepted in the Atlanta Falcons Brings aboard Lamar Jackson. Woo! Woo! So, Judge, with all that in mind, Team A gets Jahan Dotson in the 111. Team B gets Drake London. How are you ruling on this trade? Wow, that was a great, great opening statement from counsel for Team B. Great job. Really great job. You know, I went into this trade wanting the Deshaun... The Deshaun... The John Dotson. I just mesmerized you in a way you wouldn't even believe. You got me good because I I mean, I'm thinking about it now, and I do, you know, Drake London was a sell candidate of mine a while back. So I could feel like, you know, this might be selling low on Jahan Dotson. Also, by throwing in the 111, I was thinking going into this that you might not be able to argue that Jahan Dotson and Drake London have that difference of a season next year, but. 
the upside is tantalizing for Drake London. The true alphaness is starting to shine, and I, I do like it. I do like it a lot, and I'm going to rule in favor of Team B here. I'm, I'm actually surprised. I, I know Atlanta's not going anywhere. I don't even think they're going to get Lamar Jackson, but, you know, that was still a good enough throw for me. Makes me happy. And, you know, with the bad defense that they have, they still have to ke- play catch-up. We're going to get volume. Looking back at Week 18, Drake London, I believe, had 100 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking it. I like it. And, you know, usually if a quarterback is bad, like some expect Desmond Ritter to be, they usually are bad because they lock on to their wide receiver one and they can't move away from it. So, you know, screw it. Give me the Drake London side. I'm not going to dish out too much of a punishment here for Team A. I think I think it's a I think at the end of the day, it's a pretty fair trade, but um Perhaps just a civil settlement, something small. <laughs> a quick monetary value can be put on this. There's no need for massive punishment, and I agree. It's a pretty fair trade overall. Yeah. Uh, we got one more trade that we are going to present here in Trade Court, so stick around right when we hear back from a word from one of our sponsors. Ooh. Oh, hey, it's a Mr. Breakout Finder coming at you. The Breakout Finder features three key tools. A database of metrics that includes speed score, college dominator, breakout age, but also breakout finder only stats like dynamic score, level of competition, teammate score. All of these things are part of the overall breakout finder algorithm that pinpoints the probability that a player will break out. Everyone's talking about my model does this and my model does that. Well, we give you the data points that go into the model. We have a feature that lets you compare players and then we give you the precise probability of every wide receiver, every running back sorted and filterable by class year. So when I'm talking to my friends and I need to show them why I'm so bullish on player X, I pull out the breakout finder and bam, there he is. So go to the app store, go to Google play. It's five bucks to get the breakout finder. And then a couple extra bucks to get some of these additional enhanced stats, go download it and thank me later. Welcome back, and let's get into that third and final trade. This one should be a banger. If, you've, uh, if you're familiar with the show, you already know where my stance is on this player. So that's, trade number three is a blockbuster. Team A is acquiring A.J. Dillon, Trey Lombard in the 2.03 in this year's rookie draft. Team B is receiving D.J. Moore, the 301 in the 303 in this year's class. I will be taking the side of the defense, helping out our defendant. So, Judge, I understand this looks like a lot. We've got some young talent, the best draft pick in the trade, going to the same team. But A.J. Dillon, he's running back 35 and player profile as Dynasty ranks. Traylon Burks, yeah, he's wide receiver 24, but has really proven that he can handle a top 25 season. And the two... Point zero three. It's looking more like the wide receiver five through eight in the class, or the running back six through eight in the class. So we're not really talking about a game changer here with this pick. Like I said, AJ Dillon, top thirty-five running back. It's because he's part of a two-man backfield. Aaron Jones. He is not going anywhere. He re- he restructures his deal to stick around. They're not going to just feed AJ Dillon. No, they're not going to do that. They're going to split the backfield. A.J. Dillon is going to have an Aaron Jones problem this year like he has his entire career. Traylon Burks, you know, he was a first-round draft pick last year, 18th overall. He's a pretty good player. Yeah. But 
He's part of a dud offense. And Judge, can you tell me who's going to be the quarterback of the Tennessee Titans? I still think it's going to be Malik Willis. Malik Willis? Does he bode any bit of confidence in you? No, no, not no. <laughs> Judge, can you tell the jury, the men and women of the jury, about Malik Willis? Is he any good at throwing the football? Oh. <laughs> to put it lightly, I mean, no. No, not really, no. <laughs> no. And yet, Traylon Burke showed some flashes. He did. He had a couple of good games. One of them was with Josh Dodds. Is Josh Dodds in Tennessee any longer, Judge? I don't think, I don't think so. No, he signed with Cleveland, I believe, to be the That's backup okay. there. So, are we looking at Tannehill as a backup? Are we looking at him, Mike Willis? Eh. I don't really know if that's all that great. And plus, Judge, was Traylon Burks healthy all year last year? No. Mm-mm. He missed four games with turf toe. Turf toe. He doesn't even play on turf, Judge. He plays on grass. He got it in an away game. <laughs> hey. It, it was four games. It caused a four-game absence, Judge. Four games. Sorry. Sorry, the judge isn't supposed to argue with counsel. <laughs> 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 back up remember my position here Continue. we need to get you a powdered wig for next time like one of those like judge like george washington things right but also judge he, he it wasn't just a turf toe he also had a concussion and missed two games with that too okay so he's not worthy i mean he's not he, he's not reliable yet in his career he just he's not and now let me present you dj moore dj moore has been one of the most underrated wide receivers in the NFL over his career. He's played five seasons, three of which were over 1,100 yards receiving. And last year at 888, well, I mean, come on, look at his quarterbacks. Sam Darnold, washed Cam Newton, Baker Mayfield, bump after bump after bump after bump. And now, Judge, where did he get traded to? Chicago. To the Chicago Bears. I've made my case already. Why DJ Moore and Justin Fields are going to be a match made in heaven in which will elevate both stock to the next level. I've already talked about that. Check out a previous show if you want to hear more about that. I'm here to talk about this trade right here, right now. Last year, DJ Moore finished as the wide receiver 33 on a points-per-game basis. So that doesn't really bode much confidence. But when I tell you he was the seventh highest in unrealized air yards, meaning his quarterback just simply couldn't get him the ball. His target accuracy rating on playerprofile.com, 6.3. You know what? how good that was uh, this year, Judge? Outside the top 30. Try 97th. Wow. I mean, I was right, right? But You were absolutely right, Judge. Your handsome, <laughs> amazing, and everything about you is correct in the best thing. I'm not trying to kiss up. It's just Thank true. you, counsel. <laughs> Yeah, the council the council is supposed to suck up to the judge, right? That is part of being a lawyer, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Harry Snowman, let me know. You're a lawyer. He's in the chat. What's up, Harry? What's up, Rob? <laughs> and on top of all of this, DJ Moore had a 35.6% dominator rating. That was good for top five amongst wow. qualified wide receivers. So when I'm telling you that I'm trading a running back two in an offense, an unproven injury-prone youngster on a bad offense, and a meh pick for a future top 12 receiver in fantasy. Right now, he's wide receiver 14 in our dynasty ranks and only climbing. So, Judge, that's why I'm presenting the case that Team B win this trade by a landslide. Great speech. Oh, this is a tough one to rule on. I do think it's a little bit closer than Council is leading on. I do like 
<laughs> I can't be biased with DJ Moore. Everybody knows that. <laughs> but I, I mean, I get the logic. I do. I do think that perhaps a little too low on Traylon Burks, perhaps. I don't know for sure. I don't quite know where I'm standing on him yet going forward, but I think I'm at least lukewarm on him, which usually okay. means, you know, I, I'm okay. I'm taking a chance on him. And I, I like it a lot. I mean, if Ryan Tannehill is the quarterback, which Harry Snowman puts in the chat, it says that, you know, I've seen that the Titans organization expects him to be the starter. It just, to me, that doesn't sound confident enough. And I know that they can free up like $19 million by releasing him. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I mean, I, I think something might be coming that way, but I don't know. I don't really know. And even if he is quarterback, I think that helps Traylon Burks. It does. We look at a better play action offense. You are right about AJ Dillon, right? I mean, if Aaron Rodgers is leaving Green Bay, we're talking about a quarterback coming in to learn, right? I mean, I know Jordan Love has been learning for years now, but still, I don't think they're going to be, I don't think that's going to be as enticing of an offense as it is with both Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon in a really good Packers offense. And I like the upside of DJ Moore. I do. I do. And, you know, there's some picks that you can take with that 301 and 303 in this rookie draft. I didn't even argue that. So, Judge, thank you for bringing up. Tell the people listening what you can get here with those early round threes. They're not nothing. Yeah, I mean, there's – I can't put any names to it right now. You've put me on the spot, Council. <laughs> I mean, but, I mean, we could – you could see somebody like Jalen Reed there, Jaden uh, yeah, Reed yeah. that we like. You know, if yeah. you want to get – there's a lot of sleeper receivers there. Running back-wise in I the did. early parts of the third, Chase Brown is yeah. someone that comes to mind. Izzy Abandacanta might be there early. There, We don't know if they're for sure uh, playmakers, but as of right now, they're definitely someone to get excited about, I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, even the tight ends, right? This is a huge tight end class. Very good call. Very good Perfect. call. Judge, so. you're just so smart, Judge. Yeah, uh, thank you. Thank you. And this is, if I remember – Tight end premium league. If I it is a tight end premium league. Yes, it is. 14 team PPR Superflex TEP. So I, I like it there. And, you know, the full PPR I think will help DJ Moore a little bit. But I don't know. I think that this is a little too close to rule in favor of that team getting one big asset. If I'm assuming here in a 14 team league, AJ Dillon might become startable in some weeks. Traylon Burks is definitely startable most weeks, and you could end up getting someone with that two three. You really can. You Absolutely. Know? So I'm. I think Kajay Spears could be there. Oh, Kendra I mean, Miller could be there. Yep. Roshan. Yeah. There are some people who could slip to that two hundred three. Jalen Hyatt. I've seen slip in some mocks. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I think that I think that Team A is setting themselves up for a little bit more depth and success for next season. But I like the shot taken for DJ Moore. I do, and therefore, only one team is getting the the trade gods ankle monitor, and that is only the one of the teams in Trade One that traded away that traded away Rashad White for Darren Waller. That's the only team getting an ankle monitor. There's no physical punishment here, but but you you've got to at least send out a message to the league saying that. I'm sorry I made the trade. It's just I really, really love DJ Moore. Okay. So uh, to pull down the fourth wall or look through the fourth wall, whatever the saying is, I was the one who made the DJ Moore trade. Yep. So yep. the only trade I could not successfully defend uh, tonight was my own. So now if you're in the TGIF, you will be getting a message about sorry about this trade, but I love DJ Moore. So expect <laughs> that immediately following this very recording. <laughs> so let's recap trade court. So I went two and one. Not bad, right? As a lawyer. Yeah. No, 67%. Yeah. 
effective. Yeah. yeah. Pretty good. The only, I just don't know if maybe, maybe overall it's a loss because I couldn't defend my own trade. So no, I maybe mean, as a lawyer, I'm okay, but as a trade God, maybe I've lost. No, it was, it was very, very close. And I think, I think over, you know, the, the end of the year, we might be, I'm just a little personally, just not as high on DJ Moore. but if he hits your expectations, that's a win and a half for you, my friend. We'll see. Yeah, you're right. No, I think that was absolutely fair analysis. So the quick recap, we like Rashad White a lot more than we like Darren Waller in the first trade. We're kind of split, but we understand why the Drake London side probably won this trade. But Johan Dotson in the 111 is absolutely a very good return. We like Dotson, and we think the 111 could be something. And the third trade, Jason is saying that maybe I might – I should quit fantasy football and become a lawyer because I'm better at defending other people's trades than my own. No, that's not what I'm saying. You've got to trade up for the guy you like. You've got to. You do. You do. You do. So that's going to wrap up trade court. That was fun. I love your punishments. They're very, very specific. Did you think (laughs) about these all day? Do you think about what you're going to rain down on these trades? No, no. I, you know, believe it or not, back in high school, I was an improv champion. So, (laughs) I absolutely believe that. You are a yes and king. I can sense it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yes. Go- and so. <laughs> <laughs> very, very good. Okay, so that's going to wrap up Trade Court. Let's go into the buy or sell section of the show. Jason, what are we doing? Are we going to start with buys or sells? We, let's, ooh, let's, let's, uh, let's buy. Let's, let's buy. Ooh, I love starting with buys. Stick around. We're getting right into it. It's time to buy and sell. So the first buys of the night is James Cook, and I'm saying buy the 105. Jason, tell everybody listening why they should go right to their leagues and try to buy the running back from the Buffalo Bills, James Cook. Yeah, and this is kind of, I mean, last week you were buying Damian Harris, and I like it. I like it a lot. I think that's a good buy. Just because, I mean, I think you're going to want anyone in this offense, and I like that. I like that James Cook has taken a little bit of a hit in value because of that Damian Harris signing. But, I mean, I think you can expect at the very least more of the same and potentially a little bit more. Uh, The only thing I'll concede is that he might not score as many touchdowns, right? But even then, I mean, there's plenty to like about him. Damian Harris is definitely more of a pure runner than Devin Singletary. So at the very least, I think this passing down work will pretty much be exclusively James Cook's. We might see Harris get like two catches a game, something like that. But nowhere near what Singletary was getting. He even had a game, Devin Singletary, last year with nine receptions. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's a pretty decent ceiling. The Bills do like to throw to their running back. So I'll take it. I'll take it for sure. I think we'll see some games where James Cook's getting like six receptions, maybe even more. And I mean, on that offense, that's something you're going to want. So last year, too, with some efficiency metrics, he was top three in true yards per carry, yards per touch, and breakaway run rate. So, I mean, he's an elusive runner. He's an explosive runner. Gets a pass down work on a great offense. Not much you can really dislike about him, to be honest, even with, you know, the potential that he might lose some goal line, goal line carries. Yeah, I, I, and you don't take him that early that they did in no. 2022. I think no. people quickly forget that he was the third running back off the board in yeah. last year's draft. They went Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, and James Cook. I, you know, I was singing the praises of Damian Harris just a week ago, and it's for a certain reason, but it's more of the role more, more than it is his yeah, definitely. Set, where James Cook, he's he's definitely skilled, and if he gets an uptick in volume, yeah, that's that's a good opportunity. And given the fact that they did just sign a running back 
there are still kind of, you know, there are still rumors swirling that they'll go running back in the draft. That's going to depress the value of a guy like James Cook. Mm-hmm. So now you can get a guy, you can get him now. I think that's a good, smart play. Uh, I do like James Cook. I do roster him in a, a number of dynasty leagues. So I, I understand the thinking there. So I'm with you. I'm saying you buy the 105. This is more of a super flex conversation than one QB. Uh, and here's why. The hate for Will Levis has gone too far. It's gone way too far. People are calling the next Zach Wilson. People are calling Will Levis a bust before he's even taken the field, before he's even been selected. And I think when you grab the 105, you're kind of – I think a lot of people in, in fantasy right now with the 105 are looking to trade back. So mm-hmm. let's say you have the 111. You take the 111 and you're running back four in the squad or receiver piece or a 2024 20, second something. I think you can get up those handful of spots relatively easy easier than you could have a month ago. And I think that is because there's been too much hate around Will Levis. So most rookie mocks we're seeing now, Bijan at the 101, and a run of four quarterbacks or three plus JSN. So if you get the 105, you're solidifying a quarterback in Superflex. I don't think it's going to be Bryce Young. I think it's going to be Will Levis. I think in most leagues, you will have a chance to draft Will Levis at the 105. So I'm trying to buy that pick in with keeping in mind that I'm getting a quarterback, a quarterback that I do think has tremendous upside. And the reason why I love the upside of Will Levis is because I do believe he is going to the Colts. My gut is telling me that the 104 will be used on Will Levis, and I love Will Levis in this offense. Big arm. You talk about Ryan Tannehill being able to execute a play action. Imagine Will Levis with Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce, Jelani Woods. These are big athletes who can catch the ball downfield, and we saw in his pro day what kind of cannon he's attached to. Will Levis absolutely can succeed at the NFL level. I don't like that everyone is absolutely, you know, kicking him off. They're just writing him off already. So I think you can get the 105 at a discount cheaper than you could have a month ago and still come away with a quarterback you're going to be able to use in Superflex. So use this opportunity now. Use this little time frame before the NFL draft because if he gets top five, top ten draft capital, poof, gone. Just like that, the value at the 105 goes away. People all of a sudden will be back on the train. Do it now while they think he's going to slip to the 18th overall pick. He's going to slip outside the top 20. He's not. He's yeah. going top 10. I think all quarterbacks, I think one, two, three, four, quarterback, 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 are going off the board. That includes Will Levis. So get the 105 now. Get yourself a quarterback with tremendous upside and super flex before the price skyrockets. I like it. I like it a lot. Is it, I mean, like, is this by candidate Will Levis? It's not the one, like, it's, this is strictly for Will Levis? It's with Will Levis in mind, I guess I could say with the ability that if it's Bryce Young and you don't like Bryce Young, yeah, you can go JSN. Yeah. So it, it, there is pivot points. I guess I should mention that. Thank you for bringing that up, Jason, because yeah. that's a really, really good point, that it doesn't have to be lockstep on Will Levis. There are pivot points here where if Bijan and Jameer Gibbs get round one draft capital, there's a pivot point there to a running back. So I guess you're right. That's a great point to bring up. Thank you for that. It's a, yeah, it's a very flexible pick. I like that a lot. I mean, top three are Roshan, two quarterbacks, CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson, more than likely in Superflex League. Roshan? You're taking Ro- Roshan? Sorry, sorry, Roshan? Bijan. Bijan. 
<laughs> Bijan, Roshan, Bijan. See, this is why NFL teams like Roshan. Their names are so similar. They, they yeah, yeah. Go to sleep at night uh, thinking that they, they got Bijan Robinson. But yeah, so I mean, you know, and so whatever happens at the 104, you're at least getting JSN or, you know, the slept on quarterback, Will Levis. So I like that pick a lot. So that's a good buy, my friend. Great job. And for those listening that are part of the TGIF, I'm coming for that top five pick, baby. Let's keep on moving to the sells of the night. Jason, you're selling newly acquired Houston Texan Dalton Schultz, and I'm selling Trey Lance. Jason, tell everyone listening why they should sell Dalton Schultz. Yeah, it's Nothing spectacular, really. I mean, I think Dalton Schultz has already had the best season of his career, and it was a pretty damn good season. It really was. But I think at this point, he's just kind of a middling tight end, and I would rather just kind of sell him for what I can get, you know, that that he's still young. Maybe people are excited about him going to the Texans, thinking that he's going to be the number one target, something like that. You know, I think you can get at least something for him, and then you can take a chance on some of these tight ends that are cheaper than him, like Jawan Johnson, Irv Smith. Gerald Everett, even. I mean, he's at least on the Chargers offense. Jelani Woods. Hayden Hurst, I think, has kind of the same case in that he's going to be a tight end on an offense with a rookie quarterback, right? I mean, whatever. Uh, so, I don't know. There's some there's some tight ends out there that are definitely cheaper that I would kind of just be a little bit just comfortable still starting, knowing mm-hmm. that I got some value off of Dalton Schultz. And, I mean, you could even maybe go reach out to the David Njoku owner and be like, hey, Dalton Schultz, you know, maybe just like a third on top of it, maybe just like a fourth, nothing too much. Maybe go get yourself some chig. You know, you might have to throw a cherry on top. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, you know, it's it's not too much really. And I think, you know, you have his historical performances to kind of elevate his value, I guess I would say, and just move on from him. I mean, he's probably going to get a decent amount of volume, but I mean, we're still talking about a rookie quarterback. We're still talking about the Houston Texans, and it's just not going to be what he got in Dallas. So, I mean, I'm just going to move on, take a chance on someone else. Do you think there is a lot of value still surrounding Dalton Schultz after he signed with the Houston Texans? Yeah, I mean, there are just guys out there who really like themselves some Dalton Schultz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, he, I mean, going to Houston, he might be okay. You could sell the – you could absolutely see an outcome where he does catch some touchdowns there. Definitely. Uh, I, I, you know, but when I was actually on player profile today a couple weeks ago when free agency kicked off and Jack – Shout out Jack. He called uh, Dalton Schultz the new age Austin Hooper. Yeah. Stings a little bit because Austin Hooper absolutely did not ball out after he left Atlanta like we kind of had hoped he would after signing a massive contract. Uh, So would you, if you were selling Dalton Schultz, are you looking to tear down at quarterback, getting an asset like you just said, Njoku plus a third? Or are you okay just selling off the tight end position and figuring it out in in the aggregate? I think I'd just figure it out in the aggregate, to be honest, see what you can get. I think you just sell them. Like this is one of my true just sell candidates. Like a lot of these uh, in our show have been sell highs, like make sure you get something nice, but I think you can sell him and move on. And there's going to be someone that you're going to be starting a tight end that maybe not the same ceiling, but a similar floor. Right. So yeah, I think it's good. That's a very good uh, point to make too. It's just, you don't need to get another tight end back in a deal when you're trading a guy like Schultz away, because at the end of the day, it's such a crap shoot of a position that, if you get a receiver you like and a pick you like, a running back and a pick you like, whatever, yeah, you can figure out tight end outside of this trade. Definitely. Definitely. I can't argue that. I uh, do roster Schultz in one league. I'm not trading him because I don't know what I'll get. But yeah. after hearing <laughs> this, I might try. I'm going to try because yeah, – Let me just see. 
Uh, yeah, you. I guess you could see a world where they get Bryce Young and he does go to Dalton Schultz, but they gave him a one-year deal. Was it nine million? It wasn't like yeah. a a massive deal. So I don't know. Do you think that helps or hurts his his kind of perception of the league? I mean, you know, he's still on a contract year. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just more that like no one. I mean, like we love Nico Collins here. I love Nico Collins, but I don't think the general perception around Nico Collins is that he's the alpha target or anything. I, we don't know what's going on with John Mechie. Like there's an argument that Dalton Schultz is the pass catcher number one on this offense, at least to yeah. be said. I don't think it'll happen. I don't think it'll happen. But I mean, I, I definitely think the argument is there. One last question about Dalton Schultz, and this actually just came to my head: is would you wait until the the NFL draft comes and goes? Because let's just say they don't take a receiver at the one twelve. Will that spike his value to the point where you could get even more for Dalton Schultz? Or do you think that it's pretty much a lock that they take a receiver within their first handful of picks and that's going to kind of suppress what you could get for a guy like Schultz? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if it really changes too much. I mean, if they bring in another wide receiver, I mean, it's like he's still the starting tight end and I think that's the value. That's that's what gives him the value. If anything, you know, another wide receiver means they're not going to be I mean, why would you even double team Dalton Schultz? But I mean, people would probably be doing it. At least so, if there's uh, nothing else, right? There's right, nothing like else. They would be doing it. So I don't know. I mean, that that's at least taken out of the equation. Right. Uh, I do think they probably should go wide receiver. Uh, you know, but if they don't, I don't. That that would help. I mean, I don't think. I think you could hold on to him and just see what happens. Either way, I don't think it's going to hurt or help it in in much of a regard. But if they don't draft a wide receiver, I think it would at least go up a tiny bit, right? Like, hey, Dalton Schultz is who they're going with next year. Right. And he's the first guy in. That also kind of yeah. yeah. keeps a little bit of extra value, I guess. So, yeah, for sure. Check your league. See what you can get for Dalton Schultz. I'm not opposed to that. I'm selling Trey Lance. And okay. it might seem counterintuitive. I've heard a lot of buy Trey Lance now that his value's down, and I guess that makes sense. You know, you want to buy into an asset when it's down. I'm selling. I, I'm saying sell because I don't think the asset is going to bounce back. I think that the asset will continue to sink. Trey Lance, yeah, he was the number three pick in the draft, but he was taken in 2021 or 20, right? 2020, yeah. 2021. It's been some years now. Two He's years. only played eight games in his NFL career. And on top of that, I don't know if he's the type of skill that the coach, Kyle Shanahan, wants for this offense. Yep. And when you look at the, the comments that Gen- general manager John Lynch made just a couple of days ago, he said, and I quote, I think it would have been pretty easy if Brock was healthy because the way Brock played last year, he'd be the starter going into it. That's a boat of confidence from the guy who puts the team together. He also went on to say about Trey Lance and Brock Purdy in tandem. We've always said we don't care where you were drafted. If you were drafted, that's always been our stance. We're still very excited about Trey, but I think the way Brock played, he probably earned the right to be the guy. When he got his elbow cleaned up, it is not the year-long Tommy John surgery. He should be ready to start throwing the football right around week one. So I don't think he'll be ready for week one. But I do think that when he is healthy, maybe by October, middle of October, he's going to get his chance. Shanahan already said that in the offseason, Trey Lance is going to have to split reps with Sam Darnold. Another guy who's taken in the top three, 
another guy who never really materialized into that type of prospect. So just because Trey Lance has the draft capital does not mean he is going to be relevant in fantasy. I know a lot of people are saying, well, he's going to get an opportunity somewhere. So what? If he gets traded for less than what they invested, let's say it's a third or second, what kind of allegiance is that team going to have to him? We saw that happen with Sam Donald. Mm-hmm. He was taking, what, second overall, traded to the Charlotte, uh, the Carolina Panthers for a second-round pick, was propped up on rushing touchdowns for three weeks and then fell off. Yep. Trey Lance hasn't played meaningful football in almost four years. Because remember, he only played one game his last year at NDSU. One game. We do not know if this guy can operate the San Francisco 49er offense. And on top of that, we already do know, we know this for a fact, that San Francisco will not just get rid of a player just to get rid of him. Remember a couple years ago when they did not get rid of Jimmy G? When it was a foregone conclusion that Jimmy G was out the door? Yeah. Well, Jimmy G only left this past offseason. So they're not absolutely going to get him away. He might just be a backup for Brock Purdy or Sam Donald. They brought him in. The money talks. And that's one thing, the last thing I'll say about this. A lot of people say about Brock Purdy, about Sam Darnold, they're not that good. They don't really have the talent of a Trey Lance. I would go on to say Kyle Shanahan isn't looking for that type of talent. He's looking for a particular player. Let's look at his track record in San Francisco. What was his wish list quarterback? Do you remember what his wish list quarterback was, Jason? Uh, Enlighten me. It was Kirk Cousins. That was his number one option. He wanted Kirk Cousins. Cousins, as as boring as it gets, as fine as it gets. And remember when they traded up to the 103 a couple of years ago? Who was rumored to go to San Francisco? Mac Jones. Mac Jones. And who did he go to the Super Bowl with? Uh, Matt Ryan. And Jimmy Garoppolo. Again, oh, yeah. <laughs> just okay players. He wants a guy that's going to operate his offense, and it makes sense. His, op- his offense yeah. might be the best in the league when it comes to uh, uh, coach construction. He orchestrates probably the best offense in football. Trey Lance, if he's not the guy, he's not the guy. Mm-hmm. So I- I- I'm saying sell now. I don't care if the value is low. Sell now before the absolute bottom falls off. What do you think? Are you trying to buy? I understand the argument to buy. I just I'm not. I don't want him on any of my squads. I mean, I think – I think he's more of a hold. I do think Brock Purdy eventually takes over the offseason or the offense, but I do think Trey Lance is starting week one. So I would almost wait to sell until that news officially hits. But um, otherwise, I mean, I'm with you. I mean, and like you said, there's still the possibility Sam, Sam Darnold's out there starting week one. Just, I mean, saw some tweets from Cody who was in the chat earlier. He was saying, who I mean, who, who it reminds him of and, you know, just bringing out someone else with going to a new yeah. team and everything like that. So, um, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens, but I, I, I think he's at this point more of a hold. But I, if there are people out there who want to take the chance on him for sure, and they'll oh, yeah. spend up. I mean, a late first round pick for him is possible in some leagues. I saw earlier some guy had to drop him for some reason, but otherwise, yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying drop. Don't drop. <laughs> no, no way. <laughs> Trade him, and if you can get a late round one, I don't think I'm opposed to that because you're basically running the game. You're playing a game of chicken. Week one. Yeah. If he starts week one, you might it might it might sting a bit because he could do well enough to cause either his value to go up or for him to particularly stick around. Yeah. But if Sam Darnold starts week one and he's on that roster, I mean, what is that going to do with his for his trade value? <laughs> if he gets beat by Sam Darnold, the memes, the the just Twitter hate in general towards the 49ers front office for wasting so much on Trey Lance to bench him for Sam Darnold. 
man, I mean, like I could see it now. So I, you would not, you would be dropping him. You would probably be be paying your commissioner to allow you to drop him. <laughs> Can you unlock <laughs> his droppable value for me, please? Yeah. And I, I, this is kind of maybe a tough question to answer, but like, what would you put the percentage that Sam Darnold does beat him out? Let's just say Brock Brock Purdy's not starting till week six. Let's put that aside. Darnold versus Trey Lance. What kind of percentage do you give Darnold to start? I'm not going to put it too low, but I'm not going to put it too high either. And remember, this is the show that randomly was like, we don't know. Brock Purdy could totally end up taking the starting I know, job. We nailed that. And and like, we nailed that. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I'm always going to believe in possibilities. I see a comment here. Beats him out. Zero percent. I will say. I think it's a little higher. I might put beat him out at like five percent, but I'll put the chance of Sam Darnold starting week one at like a good 15 percent. Because, like you said, the health concerns with Trey Lance, you know? And so, I mean, if he gets injured and they have to roll out Sam Darnold, that's just what they'll have to do. And, I mean, let's be, let's be honest. Would you be surprised if Sam Darnold went out there week one through two touchdowns, no interceptions, 250 yards? Rush for one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, rush for one. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to say this, and maybe this is a hot take. I think it's 50-50. I think it's a coin flip. As we go okay. into the offseason, if it's Darnold or Trey Lance, I do think it's that close. I don't, I can't, I can't say, I, I don't think it's that close, but I mean, but hey, you know, it either happens or it doesn't. And that's 50 50. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess in reality, it's one or the other. So it has to be naturally 50 50. But I actually do believe it's 50 50 chance. I do think that if Sam Darnold goes to camp and just operates the offense, which he yeah. absolutely is capable of doing because that's all Shanahan wants you to do yep. is operate the offense. Fake it to one guy, give it to Kittle. Fake it to the other guy, give it to Ayuk. Yep. Hand the ball off to McCaffrey, hand the ball off to Debo. And as I'm explaining this more and more, I think I could, I think I might be able to play quarterback for the Niners because there are some absolute playmakers. Our boy John in the chat says 65-35, Donald. We were on the commissioner uh, show the last few days ago. He's uh, he's high on Donald. He asked us if, he, if we'd be surprised if he would be the MVP in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. But Super Bowl MVP, yeah. I'm, I'm, but I'm we love gone. you, John. We love you. That was a great show. And go check that out if you if you <laughs> want to check out a very fun show that Jason and I were on just earlier this week. That's actually going to wrap up the whole show. It's been a great show, if I may say so myself. I got to put on my lawyer pants, which was a yeah. lot of fun. I know you want to put on the judge hat and the judge wig. Yeah. How was that? That was fun. That was good. I think next week with our guest, maybe. Maybe we can both put on our lawyer pants and make them put on the judge hat. Hey, like I said, it's going to be a big, big guest next week. So you're definitely going to yes, want to tune, tune in, in next week. But we're also very, very glad you tuned in this week because I think it was a pretty great episode. Don't you think? Oh, dude. Fantastic. Very fun. Fantastic. We always Just have fun. We Cheers. Cheers to a great bro night. Yes, sir. Just a great bro night. So, Jason, tell all of our listeners where they can find you on social, where they can get all your work. Yeah, follow my Twitter at jfootballwine, and then you can find the Instagram and Facebook player profiler on Facebook, Roto Underworld on Instagram. Great stuff going out. We're, we're working on growing as a social media empire, so make sure you follow those places. And then, of course, sometimes the player profiler Discord here every Thursday night. It is the show to watch. And then, of course, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m., you can join me for a little wake and take. Keep yourself up on the NFL news and rumors. Love, wake, and take. It's a great show. And Jason does a fantastic job. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Matty Kiwoom. Follow our TikToks at Player Profiler and at Profiler underscore NFL. Woo! 
You can get my articles on theoldplayerprofile.com. Make sure you're tuning into the game plan each and every Saturday this week. I got a very special guest, so make sure you check that out. And we got mock draft live Tuesdays, Fridays, Sundays, a plethora of underworld hosts. Me, Jason, Cody, Seth. Aaron and others are tackling those mock drafts to get you prepared for your rookie draft. So make sure you check that out and uh, check out the players lounge and check out me and Jason, because we're going to be going to the Kansas city draft in just a few weeks. Very, very excited for that. So stick around for everything we have at play a profiler. We're seriously just, I mean, we just keep getting better. This network is just to the moon, no doubt about it, fantastic. So he's Jason Alwan. I'm at Cool. We're the Trade Gods, and tune in next week. Peace.